Good evening, America, and welcome to Restoring Your Republic, brought to you by Republic for the United States of America.org. Lawfully restoring our constitutional republic, peacefully and lawfully and legally. And it's all been done and waiting for you. So please come accept your gift and learn how to operate it. And today, we're going to kind of go down a little different road. You know, we know that there's a lot of problems that our nation, our world's facing a multitude of problems, and yet we're uncertain as to how to how to solve the problem. I was having a conversation earlier today with my cousin, and I'm privileged to have a cousin of his stature. He's a man of God. He's traveled the the world, spreading the love of the Bible and of our Lord Yahweh. He was telling me of a miracle that he witnessed in Fiji. There was a river that was polluted, and it flowed down through this village. And the village practiced what the Bible teaches about the people that are called by my name, that will humble themselves and repent and, and turn from their wicked ways, and I'll heal their land. And I'm paraphrasing. But he covenants with us that if we do this, that he will heal our land. He'll do that. And these people did that. And the river that was polluted as it entered the village turned pure. And they took that water and they had it tested. And it came back pure. Better than the Fiji water that you buy in the store. But as soon as it left the village, it was tested. And it was the same old filth that was coming into the river from up above. And my cousin witnessed this miracle and had a part in in performing, you know, what God had called him to do, to spread the word like we are doing today. Well, this is in a little different way, but the practice and the application is still the same. And I believe, and the others on this call also believe, that if we do, as the Bible instructs, the laws of nature, and nature's God, not Catholicism or Lutheranism or Baptists or Southern Baptists or Methodists or, no, the people who are called by my name. And if you're called by other names, then you're not one of them. So you got to figure that out. Who do you serve? Who is your master? And once you figure that out, then you'll realize that we no longer need or want masters in government that are seeking to kill us and give us the COVID and to kill off humanity so that they can rule. So that being said, friends, thank you for joining the conversation tonight because this is the hill that we will either live or die on. Justice Waters, welcome, my friend. What do you bring to the table tonight? You know, back in 2011, right here in my home state in Indianapolis, had a conversation with a guy who was high up in the government at the time. He worked for FEMA. In the position that he was in in FEMA, he was subject to write out different scenarios on how the federal government could seize and take over cities when the time came, if that became necessary. Here's what he told me. Now, he had a hand in writing this up. This is back in 06, 07. 
He said the first thing that would happen is the leadership, that would be the government, would want to remove your rights to defend yourselves. The second thing would be they would want major chaos in the cities. The third thing is they, they would bring on sickness and disease, and the nation would be on what they considered a partial martial law style lockdown. And in the end, to end it all, if the people still rejected what the government was doing, they would close off the cities and allow the street gangs to run the cities and allow them to kill off their enemies. And in case you're wondering, that would be myself and you. That man's name was at that time our president, Timothy James Turner. Now I ask myself, what is going on right now? Tonight I don't have a lot of notes, don't have any pre-written statements or studies. I'm talking straight from my heart to yours. And I don't care what we've been taught, told, believed, this republic is not here to debate whether or not your version of the scriptures is correct and mine's wrong or vice versa. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to bring people together, put them under the banner of the republic, because I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. And I will say it a couple more times tonight because we are now at a point it's do or die. It's that simple. It's time to get under the banner of the republic. There's a reason for that. I'm going to explain it. But you cannot play twiddly links sitting on the couch watching the NASCAR races, hoping somebody else will do the job for you. Because if you won't do it, there ain't nobody else that will either. We have the worst economy in the last 60 years. Yet Biden comes out today, just three hours ago, and says it's the best our nation has ever had. Because Trump left him with a broken down economy. Now that's what Biden said just three hours ago. This is after this morning when the inflation rate rose and it's now the worst in 60 years. We have the worst jobs report, even though they say they are creating more jobs than Trump did, yet all these jobs that are being created are the ones that were dropped during the COVID shutdowns. So they're not creating any new jobs. They're just bringing jobs back that were once there before. We have a fentanyl problem. It's pouring in over the border every day. Fentanyl, 1,000 times more potent than heroin and crack combined. We have over 1,000 per day climbing the walls and crossing the borders to the south and running into our nation Today, there was a video of them coming across in camouflage. Never caught, never stopped. Where are they going? 
What are they carrying in them knapsacks they got on their backs? Yet Harris, never been to the border, says that the southern border is secured. Yeah, right. Then there's the fact that we have a trucking industry that's running on 58% workforce as they're missing 75,000 drivers right now nationwide, which means that there are 75,000 fewer trucks on the road. But wait, see, it gets better. Now they're talking that on Thursday night at midnight, there could be 100,000 rail workers going on strike. That means no trains. Already today, the reports are coming in that they stopped putting on explosive chemicals on the tracks. They're not bringing them. They don't want them just sitting around somewhere. So they're not pushing those anymore. After Friday, if they do go on strike, that means no fuel is being delivered. Oh, but the fuel comes from where they're storing it. But how does it get there? By rail. No fuel, no gas, no auto parts, food, grain, manufacturing supplies may not be delivered after Thursday night. This would be around 95% of all the rail workers on strike. The 5% that would be left, they're the salary workers that work in the offices. They don't even get out on the trains. That would put this nation in another type of shutdown. Remember, there's not enough truckers to pick up the slack. And if this strike happens, there won't be enough to deliver the goods to your local Walmart, Target, or other stores. Your food supply would dry up in less than four days with no other supplies coming in. So if it started on, say, Friday, by the next Monday, next week, your store shelves would start getting bare. And by next Friday, there would probably be nothing on the store shelves. But hey, we got the best economy going. So says Biden. There'll be no fuel in the gas stations because the rails are not bringing it to your local storage facilities. The truckers can't pick it up to deliver it to the stations so you can buy it. So no fuel. Oh, it's time to buy that electric car, huh? But then who owns the electric grids? And are they maybe, you know, federally funded? Do you see the reality here? Next week, we as a nation could begin to see these things happening. This would almost put us right smack in the middle of the black horse of Revelation 6 and getting prepared for the pale horse. That's where a quarter of the world's population dies. Then, last week, we had a little thing over in England take place. The queen died. You can say what you want about the queen. She's been implicated in some things. 
because she's the queen, she's been in court and other parts of the world let go because she's the queen. She wears robes that indicated she was parts of secret societies, but she's the queen. She was also the head of the English church, and she died. Well, just like normal, everyday things, the successor came in. That that minute that she died, her son, Charles, became king. Now, most people don't think much about that. That's just the way things work in England. But if you are intelligent enough to go back into history and find out where this guy is actually from, because you would think he's from England, but he is not. I want to read you something. This is out of the book of Daniel, and it comes from chapter 8. In chapter 7, Daniel gives us the list of nations. He tells us about the lion, the bear, the leopard, and then the one that's dreadful and terrible. He tells us about Babylon, which was taken over by Medo-Persia, then Greece, and Alexander the Great, and then the, the dreadful and terrible Rome came in. Then in chapter 8, he switches and he goes to just two nations, two, uh, two different groups of people, one called the Ram, which represents Medo-Persia, and the He-Goat, which represents Greece. I'm going to start at verse 8 because we're talking about the he-goat here. This is out of the King James. Therefore, the he-goat waxed very great. And when he was strong, the great horn was broken. That's Alexandra the Great. And for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. Now, that means that in history, we can go back and look that Greece broke into four parts around the world. And out of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceedingly great toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. That'd be Israel. And it waxed great, and even the host of heaven. And it cast down some of the host and the stars to the ground and stampled upon them. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of hosts, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of the sanctuary was cast down. And a host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. So what Daniel is telling us is Alexander the Great is going to take over the known world at his time. He's going to be broken into four parts after he dies. Egypt, Turkey, Greece, and Syria. And out of one of those four, now listen to what I'm going to say, out of one of those four is going to come the little horn. The little horn is described in Daniel 11 as the one that magnifies himself above all calls himself God. This would be what the world refers to as the Antichrist. Coming out of one of these four nations. What are they? 
Greece, Turkey, Syria, and Egypt. Well, we know he's not coming from Egypt, and we know he's not coming from Syria, and we know he's not coming from Turkey. How do we know that? Because those are all Islamic nations. Now, there's talk in the past that that could happen, but the reality is there's none coming out of those nations that are leaders in the world. But Charles, his family in the 1800s was moved to Greece. And they set up a monarchy, a British monarchy in Greece, all the way up until 1921, when the war with the Turks took place, and his grandfather and his father were known to commit treason against the people of Greece, and they were going to be hanged or kicked out of the country. Charles was about two years old when that happened. He was born in Greece, which makes him a Grecian by international law. He was then brought to Germany, grew up in Germany, and finally in the 40s moved back to England where he met this young woman and got married. Her name was Elizabeth. And she was thrust to the throne and became queen and had a small baby called Charles that she was dealing with. Philip was young. He had come from, from Greece, but now we got Charles. Charles now sits as king of England. You know what's in England? The coronation stone. You know what the coronation stone is? It's Jacob's pillar. There's four big iron rings attached to it where the Hebrews would march along and that coronation stone, that rock, would follow the Ark of the Covenant when they marched into battle because it was their covenant with their God. That's where their power came from, the Ark of the Covenant and then the coronation stone. That's where Jacob laid his head and saw the vision of the ladder that went to heaven. Jeremiah took that stone, the crown, and the diadem and brought it with Tia, Hezekiah's daughter, and it made its way to Ireland, then Scotland, then England. I will overturn, overturn, and overturn it until he comes whose right it is to sit upon the throne. That stone belongs under the throne of King David. It will wind up there in preparation for the Messiah to return. Charles, sitting on the throne of England, the most powerful monarchy in the world, right now more powerful than America and its president, more powerful than Canada and its president, owns most of the English-speaking nations of this world, the point is, we have a man sitting on the throne that has fulfilled a major prophecy in Bible prophetic words. We are now entered into the period of time that the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, the book of Isaiah, the book of Ezekiel speak about the last days, the great tribulation. It's on its way. 
All you got to do is look around and see what's going on. This is not normal. It's not just in our nation, it's in other nations too. This is why I am pleading with everybody who hears this. It is now time for you to stop thinking and do. We want you to be a part of what we are doing because we are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We are his servants. He covers us with a a blood covenant. We are covered by the blood of Yeshua, the Lamb. We have the power of his word. We're not just an earthly government. We are also a spiritual government getting ready and making way for the son of the living God to return and set up his kingdom on this planet. He's going to take over all governments anyway. I would much rather just walk over and say, here you are. We've been waiting on you than to have to kneel and be punished because we rejected him. That's what they're doing out there now. That's what Biden's doing. He's rejecting everything. Holy. He's made everything holy, unholy. And everything that's unholy, he's made holy. He's done exactly what chapter 23 of Ezekiel said was going on with the priesthood of Israel. That's why Israel fell. This nation's going to go bye-bye unless this republic is stood up. You all need to understand that. This is where you, the people, come in. It's time to get off your butts and say, I'm going to be a part of it, and we take this thing back. We take it back in a way that they can't touch us. Because if you do it the way we've got it established and set up, you are going to be covered by the Lamb of of God and the blood that covers you. But if you're not a part of that, government-wise, you're out there on your own, and you're still under their influence. I'm telling you, the line in the sand has been drawn. Now the question for you to answer is very simple. Which side of that sand are you going to stand on? Because there's only two sides, black and white. That's it. Right and wrong. Holy and unholy. Which side do you choose? Nobody can make that choice but you. And we're asking you to make that choice to bind with us, together with us, to fight spiritually the enemy that's against us. There's a military waiting to fight physically. We do the spiritual work. They do the physical work. We're asking you to be a part of us. Because in a matter of a few short weeks, you may not get the chance to choose. That's where we are at, folks. Be a part of us. That's all we're asking. Time is running out. And it's running out quickly. Thank you, Roger. So you go to the website, republicfortheunitedstatesofamerica.org. And you go to the Where Do I Begin tab. I would highly recommend that you read the Declaration of Sovereign Intent. 
that's 140, 240-some pages long. But that is what our past leadership has filed and the for your behalf and the in the world courts. And you need to contribute your, your talents also and ask how you can help because we're going to need point people in every county to accomplish the task at hand to have lawful and fair elections. 30,000 people with each state, and we stand this republic back up in international recognition. And then there is someone left to control the reins of government, and that is we the people. So get involved. Sign up for emails and own your republic. I want to say this, and I say this with all meekness. What we have here, what we've what we've experienced over the last month or so, is we've had some wonderful clergy come in and join us. And I want to say this to the clergy. I wish I could shake every one of the clergy. I wish I could go across America to all the worship centers across America and shake your hand. What you learn to preach the gospel, to be a shepherd, to be a teacher, to be an evangelist, whatever your position is, if you were called, wonderful. Some aren't called, but most, I believe, are. And I want you guys to know that I I pat you on the back and I want you to continue to do. You have programmed to do what you have been taught to do at the seminaries. And I my there's a line in the sand, and that line in the sand on the other side is is our thrust, is our duty, is our what we are what we are doing, what we are, what we are doing on this program, what we've been trying to do for the last 12 years, and that is to raise up the republic. Now, why was America? I, I ask America this: Why America, the great nation in the world, when they created the Declaration of Independence, the laws of nature, nature's God, all all governments come from a particular religion, and the Pilgrims brought over Christianity. Okay, so what we did is we built the government on Christianity, according to Matthew chapter seven. We built our government on a rock. Okay, so because we wanted to have virtue, and not only did we want virtue, but above all, we wanted to have liberty. And the legislative branch didn't want to make law. God. The reason that America was the greatest nation in the world is because they used God's laws and the teachings of Christ. For some 70 years, America was the greatest nation. And what we want to do is we want to go back to that. You know, I was in Colorado here back in the 60s, and somebody came out with a carburetor that got 100 miles to the gallon. Oh, they did away with that carburetor. They bought it out. Why? Yeah, why? I asked that question. Okay. So what we want to do, we're not talking about carburetor. What we want to do is we want to repeat what the founding fathers created, starting with 1776. And when Washington became president April 30th, 1789, going forward and bringing it 
we found that we were the greatest nation in the world. We were a city on a hill, okay? And so the line is in the sand, and my hat's off to the clergy. My hat's off to the evangelists, the teachers that are in the worship centers and outside the worship centers in America. But what, what we want is we want to create a government on Christianity and we want the clergy to cross that line and forget about 501c6 because almost all churches have disestablished themselves as churches and established themselves as federal government agencies operating under the color of religion when they became the 501c corporation. We want you to leave the 501c3, which happened in 1954, which was promoted by a maid called LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, okay? And we want you to embrace what was before the Columbia Organic Act of 1871. And I want, to, I want you to know what that is. The federal government had experienced a private incorporation given a business name, which was unlawfully, I'm going to say it again, was unlawfully and strategically manipulated at every opportunity under the circumstances of change in law form. And all the states in the union were reformed as franchises or political subdivisions so that a new union of the United States of America could be created. It's new union, the corporate United States, all capital letters, was under the private rule of those private banking interests to privatize the District of Columbia through incorporation. What does it mean to be privatized? Well, it's to transfer from public, public government or, or government control or ownership to a private enterprise. A government is made up of direction. It's made up of regulation. A government is made up of control. A government is made up of restraint. We, we are not operating under a constitutional government and haven't been for 151 years in this country. All I'm asking and I'm pledging, all I'm wanting the clergy, what I'm wanting the believers to do in this land is to come on the other side of that line. You're coming out of your, your, where you're worshiping, coming over to us and, and group around us because what we want is we want you to place God-fearing people in all three branches of government in your state so your state can be a city on a hill in all 50 states and in our nation's capital. We want you to break away from the 501c3. We want you to know that politics is part of religion in such a country as this. God will curse or, nation, or curse or bless this nation according to the course you guys take in regards to politics. We, we, we applaud you guys for getting the gospel out there. We applaud you guys for the altar call. We applaud you guys for, for doing the sinner's prayer so people can get saved. Let's put a line in the sand. This is what we applaud you for. But, but give us this. We want to replicate what the founding fathers did going back to 1776, 1788, 789, and then when Washington became president. We want to replicate. Why? Because America was the greatest nation in the world. So this is what we're doing. We want you to come across that line 
and when we want you believers to get involved with the republic in in all free branches of government in all 50 states in our nation's capital we want you to hold the bible up we don't want you to be ashamed of the bible of the word of god we want you righteousness exalteth this nation and sin is reproach to any people proverbs 34 1434 so so this is this is this is my little my my little ditty that i'm saying i i beg you i'm i i beg you with all meekness i beg you to come aboard with god's government this is god's government yeah, Lyman Beecher said it this way. He said it back in 1830. He says, the government of God is the only government which will hold society against depravity within and temptation without. And this it must do by the force of its own law written upon the heart. This is that unity of spirit and the bond of peace which can alone perpetuate national purity and tranquility. That law of universal and impartial love by which alone nations can be kept back from ruin. There is no safety for republics, but in self-government, under the influence of a holy, let me say it again, under the influence of a holy heart swayed by the government of God. I know I've already taken so much time, but I'm begging you, with all meekness, I'm begging you to come on board. I'm begging you to leave the 501c3 and say politics are part of religion in such a country as this. Well, the great job. Thank you, David. Ladies and gentlemen, um, it's an honor to be here um, with all these amazing speakers, brothers, sisters, everything else. You know, when I look at things uh, these days, um, I'm a simple type of guy. I'm a radio guy. I'm rocking and rolling, this, that, whatever it might be. But the way I look at it, elites control government. They control the people as slaves. And a lot of people don't want to hear that word slaves. We thought we got rid of that back in the 50s or whatever it might be. However, we have it because we're actually modern-day slaves um, because of the government. And what's happening with taxation, everything else, we're controlled. I mean, over and over, we've seen these attacks against us all. And quite honestly, when we think about our Constitution, our forefathers, God blessed these men and what they did for America. However, America is being taken over now. Um, We have communism. We have all these types of other things. And we have to realize, too, that there are other religions. We have the Muslims. We have the Jews. We have the Hindus. We have so many different religions now here in America, okay? Uh, Mixed batch. I mean, that's what America is really all about anyways. But they might not believe in the Constitution because it was founded by Christianity. This is a big problem. It's been a major problem for how many damn years? But yet God God says we all are brothers and sisters, right? Um, Don't we all bleed red? Amen. But they take religion, they take everything else, um, these elites and so forth, and they use this against us all to divide us, rather 
to rather than unite us. They don't want America united. They say the United States of America. It's not united. We are divided, everybody, because of media and government and everything else. Our true enemy here today, I think we all can agree, is our own damn government. And they're not only attacking we the people here, for the people, make America great again, but there, you know, others are attacking other countries all around the damn world. Comes and stems from the elites, the banking system, the Federal Reserve, all these individuals that have been literally controlling the world for so long. They don't want to lose that control. They'll do any harm. They'll do anything against the people. Wars, viruses, you name it. Attacks. They don't care if millions of people die because they're in control. They have the power. If I'm a multi billionaire or trillionaire, what else do I need in life? Well, you know what happens is Satan gets to that man and they want to control the people as their slaves. Didn't we go through that? History does repeat itself, correct, everybody? And that's what's happening here today. They're dividing the people. They want to conquer the people. Um, And yet we are, I don't know, double, triple, quadruples times strong. I'm not exactly sure, but yet we sit back. As American people allowing these individuals, the elites, to destroy us to use us as guinea pigs with vaccines or, you know, false flag attacks and this and that, raising, I mean, right now, they are, right now, they're going after inflation. How's it feel when you go out to get the food for your family? This doesn't have to happen. The country was being rolled and rock and rolled for a while with Trump and everything else, but Trump had a lot of snakes, snakes in his administration, everybody. And now he's fighting. At least we got one guy out there fighting. And there's a few others, but there's not enough. The American people that need to fight, now how do we do that? You know, do we have to grab our guns and take over Washington or take over our capitals in each state? Well, that could happen. History does repeat itself. Or do we use this information war and these, this technology that we all have to get the word out there, to spread the word amongst the people all around the United States? Because if we do that, then the folks in other countries are going to come together. They are fighting against the corrupt government. They're protesting. They're doing everything they can. But many other countries are not armed. They're not armed, and just in case government attacks its people, and it's happening right here in America now, coming after the Second Amendment constantly, you know, going after individuals, sending out their FBI, the Gestapo. You guys remember that? World War II. And what I'm seeing is the same damn things. History repeats itself. 
We got those in power um, that are repeating the past. So what do we do? Do we just sit back and get plucked off? Or do we, the people, start thinking, hey, man, I've had enough. We, the people, have had enough. This is why our Republic for the United States of America is here for you. The great Joe Gibbs. This man is incredible. You know, the world needs to hear Brother Joe. And so many others out there. We're all fighting, man. And they can come after us. I mean, I'm hearing crazy stories. But whatever it might be, we all need to come together. I don't give a damn what religion you are, what faith you are, what, whatever it might be. If you're here in America, you're supposed to be an American. Okay? And we got a lot of enemy here, too. It happens. Our borders are wide open. So if you don't have borders, you don't have a country. There you go. We've got to remember we all bleed red, man. And we're forgetting about that. We're letting the government divide us all. They are true evil. And unfortunately, they've been taken over by evil. Um, it's been going on for decades, folks. False flag attacks, 9-11, everything else, this COVID thing. Listen, war is money too, by the way. Big money. And when are we going to stop being slaves to our government, America? And folks and friends all around the world, when are we going to stop being slaves? I remember way back when history repeats itself, right? There were great, great leaders pull out of slavery. There's a lot of folks that don't love Jesus Christ. They don't love God. They love evil. They love the devil. We see it each and every day, man. You know. So we're on a great fight together, one another. I don't care what color, what creed you are. We are in the fight together to help save America. If we don't save America, the entire world is totally going to be taken up by corruption, evil, everything else. And you know how these bastards work. Before you know it, they'll be blowing up everything. You know, when you start reading the gospel, you start reading the Bible, everything else, a lot of this stuff's already been today. So maybe you might want to start listening a little bit about it. You know, people, there's one thing I'll say, and I'll close tonight. Remember this. Elites control the government to control the people as slaves. Period. And we see the evidence and the proof each and every day. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. Thank you, David. You know, it is written that our Lord came to set men free. He didn't put any stipulations on that and says, oh, well, freedom in uh, mind or, or freedom from worry or anxiety or, you know, he just said, I'm came to set men free. And how can you be free if you are being controlled by Satan's rule? by the way that they raise your kids or don't raise their, your kids or teach your kids or what they teach your kids or how they confuse your kids rather than teaching them anything. And yet, we say that we're free people. I don't think so. No, you got to think again. 
Because the Lord said he came to set men free. And I believe that is all-encompassing. And if we do it his way, by his rules, the laws of nature, nature is God, then we can be like that place that I described in a little village in Fiji. And we can clean up our own house and clean up our own communities and clean up our own country where men are truly free. And that's the opportunity in front of us. And if we don't, the future is ours. And don't complain about it because you've had your opportunity. Still going live here for the people radio101.com. Doing some research in the, the book of the book of Haggy uh, one um, talks about uh, June 24th, which is when the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. So, as I understand it, now God is going to bless us. Hopefully, we'll turn back to His covenant. And now we're looking at uh, another Haggy two, um, verse eight, I believe it is. That um, the 24th of September is going to be a day that we all well remember. Uh, I believe that's uh, part of the black horse that uh, Justice Waters had been speaking about earlier. Um, I know President Geiger had sent out a video. It was in German. I had it translated, and the German legislator uh, had talked. This was his statement. He said, September 24th, 2022 will all be remembered as a day that we'll say later. So I believe something's coming soon, so we all just need to keep the faith. Uh, Remember the Republic is here for you, America. It's Republic for United States of America.org. Go there and educate yourself. Thank you, Governor Henny. Come join us. Go to the website, republicfortheunitedstatesofamerica.org, sign up for the emails, and contribute your talents to directing your own future, my friends. Representative Binder, would you close us out with a word of prayer, please? Absolutely. This is the uh, first prayer in Congress here that we had in this country. I believe it uh, applies today just as much as it did uh, back then. It's uh, September 7th, 1774, Jacob Duchesne Carpenter's Hall, Philadelphia. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, high and mighty King of kings and Lord of lords, who dost from thy throne behold all the dwellers on earth and reignest with power supreme and uncontrolled over all the kingdoms, empires, and governments, look down in mercy we beseech thee on these American states who have fled to thee from the rod of the oppressor and thrown themselves on thy gracious protection, desiring henceforth to be dependent only on thee. To thee they have appealed for the righteousness of their cause. To thee do they now look up for that countenance and support which thou alone canst give. Take them, therefore, Heavenly Father, under thy nurturing care. Give them wisdom and counsel and valor in the field. Defeat the malicious design of our cruel adversaries. Convince them of the unrighteousness of their cause, and if they persist in their sanguinary purpose, O oh, let the voice of thy own unerring justice sounding in their hearts constrain them to drop the weapons of war from their unnerved hands in the day of battle. Be thou present, O oh God of wisdom, and direct the counsels of this honorable assembly, enable them to settle things on the best and surest foundation, that the scene of blood may be speedily closed, 
that order, harmony, and peace may be effectually restored, and truth and justice, religion and piety prevail and flourish among thy people. Preserve the health of their bodies and vigor of their minds. Shower down on them and the millions they are here represent such temporal blessings as thou seest expedient for them in this world and crown them with everlasting glory in the world to come. All this we ask in the name and through the merits of Jesus Christ, thy Son, and our Savior. And I will add, God save the Republic. Amen. And thank you, Father. Amen. Amen.